Hey folks, it's your friend Dave Cameo, host of Squawking Dead. Good to be back. I was on vacation for the last few weeks while the ladies recorded this episode of Better Call Saul titled Breaking Bad. It's the 11th episode of the sixth and final season. And I just wanted to say hi. Hope you didn't miss us too much. And I hope you sincerely enjoy this episode. We got a ton of content coming your way, not just from Better Call Saul, but the latest episodes of Tales of the Walking Dead just dropped. So we're going to be recording that. We have an interview with Anthony Collins, who is hosting the Walking Dead's series finale watch party in Covington, Georgia. We have an interview with him coming up. But I just wanted to touch base, say hi, and uh, wanted to also ask you to, if you could, please, of course, rate us at ratethispodcast.com slash Dead. Five stars and eggplant is all we need to know that you love us. But if you want to write more, tell us what you liked, tell us what you didn't like. But just be sure to tell us after every episode. And of course, now that I'm back, we're going to be posting a little bit more here. But head over to ko-fi.com, create a free account, and follow us. Just follow us at ko-fi.com slash squawkingdead. It costs nothing to do so. It lets you know anything that we have going on behind the scenes whether it's locked, whether it's unlocked, but it's stuff that we do not post on social media because it is a nexus of all things Squawking Dead for you to enjoy uh, behind the scenes. It's If we did post this stuff on social media, it would just be a little bit too much. And it, it's for the folks who really want to be keyed into what we do here at Squawking Dead. And of course, if you buy us a coffee for 30 days of support about content, or you join a membership tier for as little as a dollar a month, which gives you Discord access so you can keep in touch with us even even closer and ha- more hardcore. The party just keeps on going. So without further ado, it's great to be back. I'm quite overwhelmed with, with the stuff that we have in store for you, but we have some really cool things coming down the pike, and I can't wait to share them with you. And if you are following us on ko-fi.com slash dead, you're going to know about them first. And without further ado, here are the ladies recording the latest episode of our coverage of Better Call Saul, Breaking Bad. Hi, I'm Bridget. Did you know that you have rights? The Constitution says you do, and so do I. I believe until proven otherwise, every man, woman, and child should hear this podcast. And that's why we talk to you, Internet. Better Squawk Saul. (laughs) Get it. I am uh, Sharon D. Blazy Gardner, and I am here today with Rachel, Cosmo Mamo Nine, and Bridget. Ate my first rodeo on Instagram and X Prophecy Girl on Twitter. <laughs> we are here to talk about the eleventh episode of the sixth season of Better Call Saul: Breaking Bad, which is a mirror, of course, of um, this second season episode where we meet Saul Goodman, which was titled, titled Better Call Saul. <laughs> So, this episode opens in color, and I know, Rachel, that made you extremely happy. Yes. I li- like to <laughs> um, see some color. We're in we're in the crystal ship. It's the scene from the episode in Breaking Bad called Better Call Saul when they uh, kidnap Saul and take him out to the desert. Lalo and Nacho, the characters, were born in that scene in a little throwaway line. It was just really interesting to see, like, the other side of this like what what Saul what Saul saw in the episode what did you guys think about the episode overall oh I really liked it I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mad 
<laughs> mad about how much she liked it. <laughs> Talk about it. <laughs> no, I did really enjoy it. Um, I liked that Carol Burnett was back in the episode, and as much as I despise Jeffy's name, I didn't mind seeing Jeffy. And um, <laughs> we all knew it was coming, and it finally happened. Walt mm-hmm. and Jesse were bad. Yes. Looking well, Brian Cranston looked great, but <laughs> Aaron Paul. <laughs> sorry, sorry, yo. <laughs> sorry, bitch. He didn't look that good. <laughs> <laughs> Meh, no. not even once. <laughs> I mean, I mean, no, no, they hit it. They hit it very well. They hit it very well. Aaron Paul always looks great, but he sure as hell doesn't look nineteen or twenty anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> It's like slapping some pancake makeup on me. You're 18 again. <laughs> no. <laughs> no one's going to believe that. Uh, I wouldn't even know how to act 18. Uh, hey, bros. Do you have a vape? <laughs> What's up, is what, yo? Is that what cool kids say? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, you act pretty much like we do anyway, since we all look like a bunch of 13 and 14-year-olds most of the time. I guess oh, so. just like dick and, dick and fart jokes? Actually, we, we act, just like, um, act just like the two doofuses that Francesco was plunging their sink in the first scene of you the You can't episode. put stems and seeds in the sink! <laughs> we don't do drugs! We don't do drugs! <laughs> That was so fun. Oh was my gosh. You know, Francesca was like, I have dealt with adult versions of you fuckers for the last like six years, so just get bent. You guys are nothing. <laughs> get bent. <Yeah>. Get bent. <laughs> I haven't heard that in so long. <laughs> I love it. Why is that not like part of regular vocabulary? Let's bring it back. We'll bring it we're back. Gonna, we're bringing get it bent. back. Hashtag get bent. Get bent. <laughs> um, so let's go on to Francesca since we're talking about her anyway. She is so different than the Francesca we meet in season two. She is just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I just got a flash of the the outtakes we were watching yesterday, and she's like, "Oh, sorry, oh, I'm, I'm drunk. drunk. <laughs> I'm drunk." <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> She's working as a shitty landlord, apparently. You gotta think that after her connection to the notorious Saul Goodman, she probably is having a hard time finding a job anywhere. I'm sure most people are not gonna run out and offer her a job as a receptionist or anything like that, especially any kind of reputable place. Again, Jimmy has hurt somebody who's close to him. One of the, the side effects of his scam is he's basically ruined Francesca. My favorite line of her scene, though, I think, was, this place smells like a skunk's butthole. <laughs> Ew. But they were watching Jackie Chan Adventures. <laughs> I can't handle it. That makes sense. No, I. that makes sense. <laughs> that just sounds. <laughs> yeah. Yep. There's kind of a little bit of a mirror where... Um, she tells them to do you do it you know and remember when the the gentleman was using the water effect oh yeah as a lavatory <laughs> and jimmy's like hey clean this up she's like you do it you do so it. i think that was kind of a 
you know, showing the progression of where of where she's to the point where she's like, I'm not fucking doing this. You little fuckers do it. Plus, yeah. it's 2.05. She's got to be at the phone at 3. Because like she said, in uh, 4.05, quite a ride, at the end of that, if the phone doesn't ring at 3 o'clock on the dot, I'm out of there. So she has to be at the phone at 3. There were so many theories on who the phone, who the call was going to be. Howard was a big choice there for a while but obviously that was not going to be uh an option and then so kim was the big guest or schweikert you know rich schweikert oh okay excuse me Hmm. but it turns out that it's saul calling her to find out how things are going in in albuquerque bridget props to you that was jesse's gas station Oh, that wasn't me. That was Linda. Oh, oh Linda. Oh, it that was Linda. Linda. Okay. Linda asked if that Linda. was where they found. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Linda, props to you. That was uh, that was Jesse's gas station. They confirmed it. Good job, Bravo. Linda. Good job, Linda. Jean yeah. asked her if it's still hot, and she's like, "Hot? I'm still being followed. They're reading my mail. My phone is tapped." Skyler got some big deal, which apparently means that the lottery ticket with the coordinates on it the coordinates that had uh, hank and gomi's body bodies oh. uh, apparently panned out and she got some kind of deal for for giving that information up so all that's left for them to go after now is is saul and jesse but they reference bridget i know you haven't seen el camino yet but in el camino i don't want sorry i'm going to spoil a little bit skinny pete and badger come up with a plan to help jesse escape the cops that are looking for him because after walt's death they are still looking for jesse the plan is for them to take jesse's car down by the border while jesse really takes one of their cars and goes somewhere else so apparently that plan worked because they think jesse's south of the border so the only person left to go after is saul he also finds out that everything he had worked for is gone all of the nail salons all of his shell companies vending machines everything he had set up to launder his money and safeguard his money is gone including a company called tigerfish corporation which apparently he set up in francesca's name and did not tell her it had eight hundred fifty thousand dollars in it they didn't mention it in this episode but another one would have been a ice station zebra associates which of course goes back to kim a lot of things in this episode are callbacks to kim like you got the moscow mules later on in the scam one of the scams and there's other um instances where it, it, it pertains to Kim, and this is one of them. Instead of Tigerfish, it was the Ice Station Zebra Associates. He also asked about QB and Huel. Huel, who was in the safe house. Everybody kept asking, how long is Huel going to be in the safe house? So apparently the feds had detained him unlawfully in the safe house, so he was able to walk and go back to New Orleans. So happy ending for Huel. Yay! <laughs> Um, he asked about Danny and Ira. Ira is the guy with the vending machines who got to sell, steal, and sell the little Hummel figurine back in season four. Who also was, he said, uh, in Breaking Bad, was one of the guys who set up Vomino's Pest. And Danny, of course, is Wormald, who, Mr. Big Ugly Hummer. <laughs> and uh, he also was the Squad Danny. Cobbler? squat cobbler he was also the danny who was uh did the laser tag when when saul was trying to sell dewalt on laundering his money through the laser tag he said but the laser tag has a danny who is the guy who cooks the books that was verified on the insider podcast to be daniel wormald 
they said they wanted to work that in eventually. They were going to bring that up eventually in the series, but they just never had the opportunity. But it was event. It was supposed to be Danny, Danny, Daniel Price. And we learned that Oakley is a defense attorney, not gay. He's just a defense <laughs> attorney now. And then she drops the bomb that Kim had called also to check on her after all the shit went down. So you got to remember, this is probably this has been about six months. So this is probably. Um, you know, five five months ago or so, Kim called her to check on her, and she mentions that that she asked about Jimmy Saul. And I don't, did you guys notice the immediate change in his in his demeanor? Like he was like, she asked about me. Mm-hmm. She she asked about me. It just broke my fucking heart. <laughs> Fuck you, Kim. No, just oh. <laughs> but not really. He's he's reacting about uh, her hearing from Kim, and then um, he's like, "Well, I, I guess that's I guess this is goodbye." And she just hangs up on him. I thought that was kind of like, like a, a very fitting end. I'm sure this is the last we're going to see us of, of Francesca, and I love that this is a very fitting end where she's like, "You know what? Click." Just hangs up on him. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so then we get the crossroads shot from the teaser, which is, um, and it actually, as after you watch the episode, it it does pan out that this is a crossroads for Jimmy, because he goes and he call he goes back and he calls Kim. Someone isolated the audio, and you can actually hear what he is saying on the phone, and it is Kim that he is talking to. I don't want to. I still don't want to believe fighting. it. I still don't want to believe yes. it. No, they are fighting. No. <laughs> and um, so much as he has always done, Jimmy turns to scamming to cover up the hole in his heart, whether it be Chuck or his career or whatever it is, this fight with Kim. And I mean, I can only assume, look, it's only been, like I said, it's only been a few months and I'm sure she does not want to be associated in whatever new life she's built for herself with this criminal who the freaking feds are actively looking for so for him to just call her at her job and out of the blue i'm sure she was pretty upset about it but his way of dealing with it is to go off the deep end with the scam and the scamming this time is different this is not a fun hey let's scam this dude out of you know a thousand dollars in in tequila or fuck these old fuck this old lady over so we can get some this i mean even it is not it is not the same they're drugging people they're breaking into people's houses and stealing information whatever happened within this conversation just totally sent jimmy gene saul off off the rails completely where where kim is concerned yeah. Well, we saw the reaction that he had to the conversation. Now, it's it's actually been like, what, two or three years since they've seen each other, though, right? Because he was More after Kim than leaves. that. She left him in 2005, and they are now in 2000, the end of 2010. She left him okay. in like mid, mid-2005. So it's been about five and a half five years. Five years. Okay. So it's, yeah. Yeah. A long time. Yeah. And in that five-year span, he... I mean, look at all the shit he did, you know, and he got tangled. So, I mean, I'm sure she's heard all about it. Of course, it was mm-hmm. national news. Like I said, he's calling her place of business. She just he says, I think she works there. It doesn't say she's the boss or owns it or anything like that. I think she mm-hmm. works there. So I, I can see how having a known wanted felon calling your place of business out of the blue, possibly making his connection to you known 
I'd be pretty fucking mad too. Like yeah. I can I can see why she kind of got angry. And like I said, after after that scene, I kind of. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. Did something else happen after all this? I don't, I don't. She's in Florida and she's working. She's in Titusville, Florida, and she's uh, working at a company called Palm Coast Sprinklers. The next episode is titled Waterworks. So um, I hope this means it's going to be a Kim centered type of episode maybe there are also a couple of mentions of fish in this episode um we have tarpon road that the business is on and then jimmy well excuse me saul uh, mentions goldie goldie goldfish <laughs> swimming mcgill uh, <laughs> when he's talking to walt and jesse about the flask so twice we see gene in the in the cinnabon and he's watching the dough churn watching the dough churn and he flips, walks over and flips off the machine. What do you guys think they meant with that scene? I just thought the dough was done. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not what you do when it's done mixing? Turn it off? <laughs> it seemed like it was like, um, like almost he was like turning off like, I'm not going to be like nice, Gene. I'm going back to the scams. Mm. That was like the switch, the switch, like his switch. But there's been a lot of that in the last couple episodes. Marco's ring was a really big sign of him going back oh, to that. Yeah. Um, the argument mm -hmm. with Kim, this flipping of a physical switch, like it's all showing us that he's going back. And you can even tell, like his look was a little bit different in this episode. Like his hair was more slicked back than it had been yeah. previously. It had been a little more disheveled. And so there's like, it's getting back to that like slick, like sleazy version of Jimmy mm. slash Saul slash Gene. The episode that Kim and Jimmy hook up is called Switch. That's the Ooh. name of the episode. And in it, mm. he starts at Davis and Maine at the very end of the episode. And he goes, uh, there's a switch on the wall that says, do not turn off. And it has a piece of tape over it. And he walks over to it and takes the tape off and flips the switch off. Nothing happens. So mm. he turns it back on and puts the tape back over it. But that was showing how he wasn't afraid to break the rules. Mm -hmm. And I think this switch is saying the same thing. He's switching it off. I mean, he's not afraid to, he's not going to be afraid to break the rules anymore. And Oof. I think having the connection with the title of the, of 201, where he and Kim hook up is also pretty pertinent there. Jeff has bought Marion a computer with his ill-gotten gains <laughs> and he, I thought it was really funny when he was like kind of falling all over himself to explain to Gene <laughs> that I did it was on sale and it was, it was last just... year's model <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's an older one <laughs> he really thought he was gonna get reamed out he was like, I know, so, like... <laughs> so fearful <laughs> it was kind of telling that Gene as much time as he took to schmooze Marion before as soon as Jeff Jeff came in he was so impatient he couldn't even schmooze her anymore he's like hey we're just gonna go outside and but I think that's one of the first times they're showing that he is not playing it safe Jimmy McGill he may have done scams but they were thought out and methodical he didn't change the plan he didn't just go off and go break in somebody's window mm -hmm. which yeah. the whole point you know I mean he's being reckless and I think this was one of the first signs of that is he's not even, he just abruptly is like, okay, we're leaving. And Marion 
she's not a weak-minded little old lady. Like, she is sharp as attack, as we have been shown. They have illustrated. And I think she's going to pick up on just the way he's acting is, is different. Like you were saying, Bridget, the earpiece. The thing that he lays on the floor with his legs. <laughs> I don't know what that thing is called. <laughs> Whatever the hell that thing is. <laughs> <laughs> he is definitely slipping back into Saul very easily. And I think the reason he's doing it is because Kim is done with him. He can't even call her. He might as well just go off the deep end and, and do whatever because nothing nothing means anything anymore if you can't have Kim. He and Jeffy are going to do a new con. I am He's really glad the they singing. switched the uh, the actor for that character. I really do. I, I'm glad that they switched the actors because I'm not sure. Sh- I'm trying to picture like the original guy that they had cast playing mm-hmm. this like this role that that Jeffy's in now and it's like I just don't I'm I'm really glad they they switched actors because he wasn't I I can't picture the other guy doing this no he wasn't meek enough like this yeah there's like a a genuine fear that you can see now Mm -hmm. in Jeff he's afraid of Saul and so yeah I don't that other guy was like too tough looking like just naturally he's like a he looks like a tough guy I, I can't remember who it was, but it was in one of the insider podcasts when they were talking about the episode Nippy. I can't remember if it was Tom Schnoz or or Vince Gilligan, but he said that if they hadn't had to recast, the story would have been different. They oh, would have written a okay. different story if, if Don Harvey mm-hmm. had been playing the part. So mm-hmm. um, when they knew they had to recast, they wrote the story for Pat Healy. So he's they're at the bar and he's with this asshole guy who reminded me a lot of um, Ken Wins, you know. <laughs> uh, this guy is he just likes to he's doing bar tricks, but they're you know just just being a total jerk about it. And um, mm-hmm. Victor with a K. One of the things I noticed is there's no joy in this. He is not enjoying this at all. He's it's not, miserable. He's not yeah. happy about doing this. It's like it's like a, just a compulsion. Like I think I think someone it may have been one of you guys. I'm sorry if it was, and I don't remember. But um, <laughs> compared it to alcoholism, like now he's gotten he's been on the wagon, but now he's taken that taste of alcohol, and now he's he just can't stop, and it's snowballing out of control. He's not even doesn't even want to be doing it. He doesn't really want to be doing it, but he he doesn't really want to be drinking, but he is. And it was Dave. Like compulsion. Was <laughs> it was Dave? Dave that came up with that. Yeah, because I'd, okay. I'd said the serial killer thing. Yeah. That it was like he, would, he could live off of it for a while, but like clearly not. And that's a thing psychologically when people do bad, like an extreme bad, and it's a compulsion, you go into like overdrive, like that overkill ends up happening where you just end up going on like a rampage. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what this is. Like it's the beginning of it. He's like, no, I, I find these marks, we do the work, and then he's so over over the top, like overwhelmed by the plan not going the way that he wants it to, that he makes the dumbest decision I think we've ever seen him make. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Well, I, I also want to say you I think, Bridget, you were the one last night who was saying that it was a comparison between him and Walt about he making the, the same bad decision that he did when he joined when he went after Walt. Yeah, yeah, I was I was saying that I was happy with the way that the Walt cameo had gone because it drew that parallel between this guy who's played by and I'm so sorry I don't know this actor's name but he was Stewart on the Big Bang Theory and that's that's <laughs> what I know him as but he's a very talented actor clearly. 
so he is a financial guy but he's hopeful and he has you know all these ideas that like not everybody's bad it's it's not everyone trying to take advantage of people and he's also got cancer and so for a second you're like he can't scam him mm-hmm. this guy's too nice he's too hopeful he, like that jimmy wouldn't scam this guy but mm-hmm. this isn't jimmy anymore mm-hmm. this isn't even saul anymore this is like beyond that this is worse this is the worst version of this character and so and that's when that parallel comes into play about Walt. Like Walt also had cancer, but he was incredible. And you feel bad for him at the beginning of the show. You do, you genuinely do. You feel for him. He's making all these decisions to support his family. That's what he's saying. That's the vibe that you're getting. And then that's not at all the case. It becomes all about him and all of the bad that he wants to do because he broke bad. And so that's that's what that leads to. So you see, you know, two sides. There's there's the nice guy side and then there's the, the Walt side. And Walt had cancer and you can see that Saul felt almost a little bad for him, had some compassion towards him, wanted to help him, couldn't get him off of his mind. You know, you see mm-hmm. that with that interaction with Mike, he like can't stop thinking about it. You can tell mm-hmm. that he wants to do this with Walt. He wants to help Walt. Well, now this guy's like, well, you know, you only get one chance to go around the world. And he's like, no, I'm going to screw him. I'm going to screw this guy because, as he said to Buddy, just because he has cancer doesn't mean he's not an asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, also, maybe he feels like if he can get back at this Walter-esque person, that'll get back at Walt a little bit for ruining his life, basically. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But that's that's so... That's such a horrible character flaw to have because like mm-hmm. you did this to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes, Walt sucked. Yes. <laughs> but like you ended up here. You, you <laughs> well, pushed you, him away. And like, he you gave, know what I mean? Like he gave Walt the tools to be the fucking horrible person that he became. Yeah. Ultimately. Saul by by connecting him to Gus gave I mean, gave him the tool. Well, I mean, Walt was probably gonna go down that route anyway, but Saul just made it a little more possible. <sighs> So he's at the bar and he's singing Brandy. You're a fine girl. Yes. Um, singing, singing totally Brandy. Stupid, right? <laughs> <laughs> he says, um, so I was listening to this today and I was like, you know, if you really think about it, this the song is kind of about him and Kim because he says, Brandy, you're a fine girl. What a good wife you would be. But my life, my love, and my lady is the C. C as in con. The sea. <laughs> so I mean, it does fit. He's he, Kim would be this great wife, but he's he's just in love with the con, and he can't. He just can't. Oh my gosh! Get past it. Are you guys last night or you get the tape? Yeah, get the tape. Oh my gosh! I was so um, I was so anxious. I was like, buddy's gonna screw it up for everybody. He's an idiot. <laughs> I, I don't know the purpose of the dog, but I just want to say I love that this dog is so fucking well-trained. I know. <laughs> it's just sat there. I don't know why he brought the dog in the house, but I know that the dog is meant to give him, like, uh, I fit in here. Right, mm-hmm. he's just out mm-hmm. walking his dog in the neighborhood. Right, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, but it was weird that he, like, brought the dog inside, <laughs> but I guess it's really cold out, so, like, I get it. Yeah, less chance um, of him running off. So as after, after they pull the tape off the door, it's... Uh, cut to the bullet holes with the tape over them in the crystal ship <laughs> they continue again the great transitions in this episode in this in at the end of this scene you they drive off and you're looking down to the grave and it's it's gene laying on laying in the bed he's made mm-hmm. yeah 
And so again, uh, just one of those great transitions where they go from Buddy pulling the tape off the door to the date, the tape over the bullet holes on the crystal ship door. Yeah, this episode had a bunch of really cool transitions, like when somebody be opening a door and then somebody a different, it'd be they'd be closing it in a different scene, and yeah, a lot mm-hmm. of very creative transitions mm-hmm. that I even noticed. <laughs> <laughs> So this also was a little bit of a callback to the one of the more famous episodes of Breaking Bad, which was Four Days Out, which is when they're stuck out, they drive out to cook, and Jesse accidentally leaves the car on the battery's dead, and they're trying to figure out how to start the battery. But <laughs> and, they're, and they're stuck out there for like two days. That was a little bit of a callback to this episode. I think it's also the episode where Jesse finds out that Walt has cancer, and that's why he's doing the cooking, which kind of fits in with this episode where, you know, Buddy finds out that this guy has cancer and refuses to go along with the scam. Hey, look, we were close. It wasn't Jeffy Peachman. It's it's Buddy instead of Jeffy. <laughs> the montage of all the different guys they're pulling the scam on and stuff. One of the driver's licenses is Tom Schnoz. <laughs> nice. I love the shot of him laying in bed. And he's staying in the same position, and it shows all of the women mm. disappearing mm-hmm. while he's laying. And again, he's not happy with that either. No matter who he gets to go into bed with him, and none of them are Kim. And none he's of them never are Kim. Gonna, he's never going to fill that spot, and he knows it. I like the um, last one that just like puts her hand out. She's like on the edge of the bed, <laughs> just puts her hand out, like, pay me. me my money. Pay me. Yeah. <laughs> the scene with Mike, the flashback scene to Saul with Mike when <laughs> Saul's laying on the ground with his little leg thing and mike is like i'm not talking to you until (laughs) until you turn that thing off (laughs) and that's this this is the scene you were talking about where mike is telling him about all these other people and he's totally just focused on walter um so mike is like you don't want to get involved with this guy he's a total amateur and saul is like yeah a guy with a mustache like that he's gonna be making (laughs) bad decisions and then five years later here's gene with a lovely mustache himself making these terrible (laughs) walt-like decisions they couldn't draw a more clear parallel than like calling him out walt's aztec we got to see walt's aztec again it is in the peterson automotive museum james bond's aston martin is there and uh, several other famous movie cars and stuff there. So they put Walt's Pontiac also <laughs> in this museum. His ugly, horrible, poop brown. <laughs> oh, Aztec. gosh. This is very much like Bad Choice Road. He is making very, very bad choices, like we talked about earlier. When they go into the RV, Saul's like, this looks like J- a James Whale roadshow. I had to look up who James Whale was. He was a classic director of uh, horror movies, including Frankenstein, The Invisible Man, and The Bride of Frankenstein. Okay. So I can see all, all right. the all the flasks and tubing uh-huh. and all that. I, mm-hmm. I got that. Okay. So the guy who they were scamming in the the original scam, his name was Alfred, Alfred Hawthorne Hill. That's the name on his uh, driver's license. I actually looked that up because I was like, why would that just seems like an odd name. So I looked it up and that is the real name of English comedian Benny Hill. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. He kind of looks like Benny Hill a little. (laughs) Yeah. Like a little bit. Not a ton, but like a little. (laughs) Enough. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What an odd name to choose. The only thing I was curious about was if there was any number two reflected throughout the episode. 
Yeah, that's what I wanted to look if for. I was always like kind of thinking on it. The only thing I could think of is like they kicked out Buddy, so then they're down to two there. Two men. Yep. Lots and lots of shots of two glasses when they're okay. running the scams. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. Okay. And also, yep. and also the two glasses while they're drinking the schnapps. He takes the two glasses with him out to the garage. Yeah, yep. so there was some two representations. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're we're continuing mm-hmm. to see that. So it'll be interesting to see if we see one. We were in operating in two timelines. Yeah. We were operating in two timelines. Two timelines. That's, two yep. times. Two times at the the dough machine. Yeah, I really was trying to think of stuff, but I I the only other thing I could really think of was that he encountered jesse and walt and so that's the two of them mm-hmm. two dudes yeah but there there wasn't much beyond that that i could come tom, on the insider podcast tom Schnauz was like there they're on the show stop asking me <laughs> there they are <laughs> leave me alone already that's great <laughs> so um i'm thinking that next episode again given that it's titled waterworks and kim is working at a sprinkler factory and that we didn't hear the conversation between her and and Jean in the phone booth, except for the little bit that somebody extracted the audio. I'm thinking that next next episode is going to be Kim-centric. We're going to see Kim's side of that conversation and maybe what Kim has been up to all these years. And I just, I, I'm, I hope so. I, I can't. Me too. I really hope that it is because I can't imagine that we're not going to see Kim again. I think that would be really satisfying to get that and like and even to have an episode with no Saul, which I know sounds ridiculous, but like even if it was only Kim and we just and we're left on that cliffhanger of like, well, what's going on? <laughs> There's a cop car. That's all we know, maybe. I just think that could be really cool, but I don't know. I'm always wrong about these things, so just never mind. I'm wondering if the the guy with the cancer, the house that he just broke into, I'm wondering if he's gonna like find him dead in there and like have to call the cops but then again i don't know that he really would in that situation either so i mean the guy has neighbors and saul did break the window and the door anybody could hear that or who knows i was concerned that that was what buddy was telling him when buddy Mm -hmm. called and he was like saying that it was off i thought he was saying this guy died like that was my initial concern because he is on cancer meds and he was drinking when he really shouldn't be Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so i am worried that they would then give him barbiturates on top of that Mm -hmm. right so i mean he could be he could be yeah i'm concerned i have a feeling that his downfall is going to come from marion in some way though like as just she was watching him like a hawk as Mm -hmm. just cosmic payback for i guess what he did to irene (laughs) well and underestimating the elderly yeah don't do it he thinks he's he thinks he's definitely got it in with her and if she's the one that turns them in yeah and you know we already know that she's concerned for her son you know she mentioned that jeffy was uh mixed up with the wrong kind of people in albuquerque and so i feel like as a mother she probably is keeping a little closer eye on him marion's no dummy (laughs) thank you for hanging with us and uh we have two episodes left Mm -hmm. i don't i don't want to think about it because i really love i love this show and i think it's like we're losing a masterpiece oh right make sure you do all the things that david normally tells you to do at the end of our shows Right. If right. you liked <laughs> us or if you didn't like us, go to ratethispodcast.com mm-hmm. and give there us we go. Somebody five knows stars it. and an eggplant. <laughs> you can 
tell us you hate us i don't remember whatever yeah. that's that's it go to that website and, like do the thing okay yeah, yeah. and do the and do the co- do the kofi thing do too it. ko-fi.com slash squawking dead and do all that stuff yeah do all the things we got this follow us <laughs> do all the stuff and things it's free yeah. it's free to follow us and you get 30 days of <gasps> yeah yeah of you're on a roll yeah full Keep access going. <laughs> Supporter back content. Yes, content. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. get get our get the unedited recordings early. That's yeah. somewhere in the mix, yeah. right? It is. <laughs> this is so sad. It is. <laughs> We're trying to remember all the things. Um, yeah. Anyway, there's like other tiers and stuff. And you know what? If you do the survivors tier, this could be you. Your face could be right here where mine is. I mean, not really, because I would still be here, but like you could do that too. You could be like could, down here. You could be next like, to over ours. Here. It could be yeah. next to ours. Yeah, and then yeah. you could yes. share. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you want to pay for that kind of punishment, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> Just kidding. It's super well, fun. You're, you're it's paying, so, fun. so you're paying so that you're not wrong alone. You're paying so that you're yeah. wrong with other people. And then other people can hear my opinion. Because that's what I really want, Life. So I want you to listen to me. Just listen listen to me me and go sign up for a tier, you schmo. Just do it. Do it. Do it now. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. it. Just do it. I have been here tonight with Bridget and Rachel and me. (laughs) And Dave is still on vacation. (laughs) Have fun, Dave. Have have fun, fun, Dave. Dave. That's it, guys. Have a great night. We'll see you here next week for episode 12, Waterworks. Have a great night, yo. Bitch. (laughs) Jeffy Peachman representing the OMH. (laughs) (laughs) Good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you for making it to the end of another episode of Better Squawk Saul, our coverage of Better Call Saul's sixth and final season. I've been your host, David Cameo, and I was joined by Cosmom09, Rachel Burt, Sharon D, a.k.a. Blazy Gardner, and Survivors tier member, Bridget. Kofi.com slash Punky Brewster. That's ko-fi.com slash P-U-N-K-Y-B-R-U-I-S-E-T-E-R. If you like what you heard, head over to ratethispodcast.com slash Squawking Dead. Leave us five stars and an eggplant to let us know that you love us, but we're going to need a little bit more than that from you guys because better call Saul that's a new thing for us we want to know what you liked what you didn't like whether we should just stick to the walking dead universe or if you want much more of this to come use it as a means to communicate your desires after every episode and if you leave your social media accounts we will tag you when we post this review on social media and if you really really want to be involved in how these episodes shape out you want to support the podcast all you need to do is create a free account on ko-fi.com and follow us at ko fi.com slash squawking dead you don't have to buy us a coffee for 30 days of supported back content which includes the ability to download our unedited episode recordings or stream them you don't have to join a membership tier for as little as a dollar a month which includes discord access as well as a whole host of baseline perks all you got to do is follow us it lets you know when we record when we drop our unedited episode recordings and when we think of a new idea that we want your feedback on it's the only place we post these things we don't post these things on social media and speaking 
speaking of membership tiers, we'd like to thank both our Survivors and Whispers tier members in that order. Among them include, of course, Bridget. Kofi.com slash Punky Brewster. That's ko-fi.com slash P-U-N-K-Y-B-R-U-I-S-E-T-E-R, who joined in these episode breakdowns, as well as at Jones 71 on Instagram and at JonesAJ6 on Twitter. Jasmine at Jasmine.iac on Instagram. And of course, FanArtLindy, ko-fi.com slash FanArtLindy. And let's not forget our Whispers tier members, who include, of course, at Aiden underscore at underscore on Instagram and at Aiden the Raven on Twitter, at RitasFan2 on Instagram and Twitter, at J13Voorhees on Instagram and Twitter, at Sandy.D.Morrison on Facebook, at FrostedAngel67 on Twitter, at Tyler Philip Cox on Instagram and Twitter, and of course, at Judith.Morton on Instagram. I'd like to thank you very much for making it to the very end of this podcast and for always listening to Squawking Dead. We hope you're enjoying this and we'll see you in the next one.